Hello, and welcome to Smart Poker Study. My name is Sky Matsuhashi, and let's get to studying. So I'm excited about today's episode because in the past two podcast episodes, I taught you about the most profitable spot to put yourself in, which is what we call bread and butter. Well, today, I'm going to help you find and exploit the fishiest opponents who just know nothing about bread and butter. So, more profits and fun, here we come. So, two important things for you. Number one... Excuse me while I whip this out. (laughs) Yeah, so whip out that poker journal and take some notes as you listen. And to help you take notes, visit the show notes page for a transcript, screenshots, links, everything at smartpokerstudy.com slash bread and butter. Okay, no more dilly-dally. Let's do this. Gambate! What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Bread and butter is when you are the uh, pre-flop raiser against one or possibly two players and you have position on the flop. This is where most of your profits come when you're playing poker, whether it's online, uh, live, cash games, MTT, sit and goes, whatever it is, that's the situation that you want to put yourself into most of the time. Now, your fishiest opponents, they don't even realize that this situation is where the profit comes from. And so because of that, they're constantly getting involved when they're out of position. They're getting involved in multi-way pots. They're making tons of pre-flop calls. They're doing everything that they shouldn't be doing. But here's the thing. That's good for you because these are the players that you get your profit from. So your job is to put yourself in as many bread and butter situations against these players as possible. I'm going to cover the three major aspects of getting involved and exploiting these fishy players. The first aspect is finding the fish. The second, knowing how to exploit them. And then the third, pulling that trigger and putting your exploits to work. Alrighty, so we want to tackle the fishiest players and get involved in as many situations as we can with them as the bread and butter uh, moneymaker in the situation, you know? So part one, like I said, is finding players with the symptoms. Let me list out the various symptoms for you. The first symptoms of a a fishy player is the fact that they just do not know what bread and butter situations are. The general thing that you're looking for is too much calling and too much limping. Players that do this way too often, they just don't know what bread and butter is. You know, callers, they allow themselves to get to the flop without initiative and often out of position because they're calling from the blinds or calling from a middle position with, uh, you know, late position players still to act. Uh, And when they call, they're not doing anything to limit the number of players in the pot. So they get to plenty more uh, multi-way pots post-flop. Now, the second symptom that you're looking for is being a losing player. Losing players, they can be identified in one of two ways. Just their general player type, like those super fishy players who are like a 40-slash-3 player, play 40% of hands but only raise 3%. Jeez, you know that that kind of play, while it can earn some money in the short run, in the long run, they're just giving the giving away their money to the opponents. And uh, the, the, the second way to find a losing player is just from your poker tracking software. Now, in general, whales, nits, and maniacs, these are the most likely losing players. And then lags and tags, they could be losers as well, but they're more likely uh, than those other player types. Lags and tags are more likely to be profitable players. 
So if you look at your database of hands, if you have 2,000 hands or more on a player, and if their win rate is anything positive over that sample, then you want to consider them a potential winning player. Now, 2,000 hands or more, and they have a negative win rate, and especially a big negative win rate, you can probably assume that they are a losing player. Now, the third symptom is simply calling too frequently. There are a few critical stats, some really good indicators that somebody calls too frequently. Maybe their call to bet is at 20% or greater. They have a very low open raise and then fold to three bet stat, something at 30% or less. They also have a low fold to steal, something below 50%. And maybe they have a limp percentage of greater than 10%. And maybe they have a limp then call percentage of greater than 40%. The fourth symptom of those fishy players is they have a willingness uh, to play out of position. So those stats that I just mentioned, they're critical to look at. And the higher the percentages uh, with the earlier positions, those are the guys that you want to tackle. So if we look at one example player, right, maybe this fish, their two-bet calling is at 30% as a total. But if you look at the positional breakdown, maybe early position is 15%, middle position 22%, Cut off at 30%, and the button is at 50%. This player, while they're calling a ton, they're at least kind of positionally aware, right? A better target might be somebody who has just 30% calling across the board. Alrighty, the fifth symptom you're looking for is terribly unprofitable calling hands at showdown. So you'll occasionally find players showing up in three-bet pots. Maybe they called preflop with king-10 suited or pocket fours. That's, you know, that's bad enough. But a more profitable target would be players that show up with 7-5 suited, king-deuce suited, and queen-nine offsuit uh, in two-bet pots or three-bet pots as well, of course. The worse their showdown hands, the more bottom-line building potential there is when you play against these players. Alright, so now that you know what you're looking for in your fish, you want to, uh, part two I'm going to talk about is you want to list the ways that you can exploit these opponents. So that first symptom was not knowing about bread and butter situations. Two ways that you can exploit them. The first, open raising every single time that this player is in a blind position. And the second way to exploit is you want to tag every one of these players with uh, like a green color or maybe like a fish symbol or something. Just to note that they are a green, loose, passive player. Now that second symptom I talked about was being a losing player. Two ways to exploit this. The first, you want to get involved in as many bread and butter situations as possible against them. And the second exploit, if they lose money with too much post-flop aggression, then you want to start calling down lighter against their bets. If they lose by calling with marginal hands, you want to bet thinner for value, like top pair, under card kicker kind of hands, like king 10 on a 10 high board, you know. And you want to beware of their raises on those wet boards. You can ditch then, but if they're just calling down, they call down with second and third pair, bet those weak top pairs. Today's episode is brought to you by thepokerforge.com and my spring into success sale. So if you become a brand new quarterly member using offer code SPRING30 at checkout, you're going to save $30 on a quarterly membership. So it's only $99.99 per quarter or basically $33 a month. Pretty good deal right there. But if you take me up on the SPRING30 code at checkout, you're also going to get two bonuses. 
The first is my brand new online poker hand reading workbook. Absolutely for free. It's a $27 value. You're going to get that as bonus number one. And bonus number two is the Flopzilla Pro course. That one is a $37 value. All together, you join quarterly right now for the Spring Into Success sale. You're going to save $94 today and get three awesome months of Poker Forge training along with those two killer bonuses. Once again, go to thepokerforge.com right now and use offer code SPRING30 to save $30 and get those two bonuses. This deal ends Friday, March 25th at midnight, so don't wait. All right, that third symptom was just calling way too frequently. There are two exploits for this. There are more, but I'm just giving you two exploits. The first exploit, you want to use larger than normal bet sizings for all of your value ISO raises, as well as your value open raises and your value three bets when you expect them to give you action, right? So if this super passive player calls a ton from the big blind and you have pocket aces, don't make it your standard three big blinds. Make it four, 4.55, six big blinds. Whatever they're going to call to give you value, make it that size. All right, that fourth symptom was a willingness to play out of position. Two ways to exploit. Number one, you want to expect a call when you ISO raise them. So make your play with hands better than their calling range. You don't want to isolate with king deuce, right? I mean, they're calling you with all their other kings. You'd probably rather have king 10, king jack, or king queen as your ISO hands because they can call you with the king deuce all the way through king nine. And the second exploit, don't bluff steal with little equity hands like Jack Deuce Offsuit. They, they're they totally happy with calling, right, and playing out of position. So don't steal with these hands that you just don't want to see a flap with. You want to keep your steals restricted to kind of decent hands that can compete with wide calling ranges on the flop. Now the fifth symptom was terribly unprofitable calling hands at showdown. So two exploits for this. The first is you want to make sure that the hand that you're holding preflop is towards the top of their range, right? Because you want as much equity before you see that flop to give you a better chance of hitting a hand and going for value post-flop. The second exploit was you want to make big value bets post-flop when this player is capable of calling with marginal pairs and any draw on those wet boards. Like, like if they would never fold a six-high flush draw, and there's two spades on the board, bet big, bet full pot, pot and a half with your over pairs and your top pairs and your sets and everything, you know. Get max value when these players are capable of calling. Alrighty, so part one was finding players with the symptoms. Part two, what we just did, was listing ways to exploit them. And now part three is pulling the trigger. So now that you know what you're looking for in these fish that you're trying to target, and you also have this list of exploits that you can pull from and uh, and use against them, what I want you to do is play a few focus sessions of just one or two tables where you are actively trying to find and exploit these weak opponents. You want to test out all of those exploits that I just mentioned, and I just gave you 10 of them. And, of course, maybe add some exploits to the list that I didn't mention. And you also want to tag every single hand where you have the opportunity to use one of the exploits, whether you do it or not. And then afterwards, you want to study each of these tagged hands the next day so that you can look for any mistakes, maybe commend yourself and give yourself a pat on the back for everything that you do well. And then you can also refine your exploits to use in your next play session. 
Now, successfully exploiting these fish, it's going to take a lot of practice. It's not going to happen after just one or two sessions, you know, especially if like playing the player and targeting fish, fishy players is something that you've never done before. But do not back down. You know, your goal is to profit from poker and targeting these fish is the best way you're going to do it. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Pull the trigger on your fishy player exploits. This is critical. Knowing who and how to exploit is one thing. But if you never do it, you're missing out on all the profit potential that these players provide you. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash bread and butter. Go there for transcripts to all three episodes, videos, strategies, everything that you need to use bread and butter poker or to put yourself into more bread and butter spots, as well as exploiting those non bread and butter players. And don't miss out on the spring into success quarterly sale. Use offer code SPRING30 at checkout when you go to thepokerforge.com. Get a quarterly membership, save $30 per quarter, which is basically just paying $33 per month. Also get two bonuses, the Flopzilla Pro course, as well as the online poker hand-reading workbook. Get it before the offer ends Friday, March 25th at midnight. Thepokerforge.com, offer code SPRING30. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.